are back. Real Vets Podcast. Man, we actually still have listeners. Just like um, we were talking about earlier, I have another podcast. But this one, we we still have people listening in over 20 countries. That's awesome. That is rad, dude. Yep. Like, almost everywhere where there's a, a U.S. military base, we have listeners. Cool. And, and we have people emailing us saying, hey, what's going on? Why don't we hear you guys? So we, we heard they, them. They miss us. Yeah. Yeah. So we are back, and we are back with a purpose. Um, the market is strange right now, but we're still fighting. We're still finding ways. So I don't know if you want to touch base on that, on some of the new stuff we're doing, or if you want to just go on uh, touch base on market conditions, and then later on we'll talk about renting versus buying. Yeah. I mean, we can go – However we want to do this, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a lot of things we can cover. Um, and, yeah, I, let's just get right into it, huh? As we should. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about current market conditions? Yeah, yeah, because that seems to be the big uh, elephant in the room with everybody, right? Right. That uh, the market's just been, it's been, for lack of a better phrase, freaking terrible lately for for buyers, for sellers, for everybody. I mean, there's there's a lot of issues that we have right now. The biggest thing that everybody's aware of is interest rates are super high, right? So obviously, I mean, super high is, I would say that's a, that's a debatable thing to say because if you're looking at 100-year averages, no, it's not. But there if you you're go. looking at what they were, you know, two years ago when it was insanely low, then yeah, of course, it's we're higher than we were two years ago, right? But at the same time, usually we're, we're, we're in kind of a weird market right now, right? Because usually when interest rates go up, prices fall, right? Because that people can only afford, if you're, people can only afford so much, right? If your uh, budget is $3,000 a month on housing, that with a low interest rate, $3,000 gets you a lot more, gets you, you know, a lot higher of a price than with what interest rates are right now, obviously. So that means that your price, your the price of what you can buy goes down, right? Or the budget gets a lot lower. So um, I think that's kind of been the big issue right now. The reason for, for like I said, usually when, uh, when rates go up, prices go down. The problem that we're having right now is that prices haven't really gone down, you know? And the big issue there is that, number one, there's not a lot of properties on the market, right? There's not a lot of people that are looking to sell right now. The big holdup for most people is that during the, during the big refinance boom, 2020, 2021, you know, into 22, um, a lot of people that own houses refinanced during those times, right? So they had, you know, four or five, 6% interest rates. And all of a sudden you're down like with VA shit, we got our interest rate down to two and a quarter, you know? So I, I, heard a statistic somewhere and i don't know if it's accurate but i'm gonna throw it out there anyway so don't quote me on it but somebody had mentioned at some mastermind that we were at that like something like 80 percent of all mortgages are below four percent right now and like 90 percent of those are below three percent which is great for people that aren't looking to sell their house right but for people that bought their house as a first-time purchase or you know you know, within the last few years or people that are looking to make a move or that want to move or whatever, that want to sell their house and do something else, a lot of them can't right now. You know what I mean? Because they have such low interest rates, that means their payment's so low, right? Or where they can 
wherever they can afford or whatever they agreed to um, when they bought their place let's say they go to sell it to buy something bigger or even just buy something that's the same price as what they had before now they're now they're at current interest rates right now they're buying something at the current interest rates which means their payments are freaking in some cases thousands of dollars higher you know take my house for example right now we bought our place we got, we bought our place for six hundred fifteen thousand dollars back in two thousand eighteen, right? We financed a hundred because we had sold our house and we had some equity from you know we had some money from the sale of our old house to buy this one, so we financed five hundred fifteen thousand dollars, right? Our interest rate was at four percent, and I think our payment was like thirty two hundred dollars a month, right? Um, that was in twenty eighteen. In twenty nineteen, we refinanced down to three point three eight because we were like, holy shit, dude, we're in the threes. Let's go, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And that brought us down to about $3,000 a month. And then the next year, rates went down to two and a quarter. And we're like, what the what? Okay, send. So we did it. And now our payments at one point were down to like $26.50 a month or something like that. Tax adjuster came and done fucked that up for us, which was super cool. <laughs> so, But we're, we're right at about $2,800 a month, right, on a $515,000 loan. If I were to sell my house right now and buy it from myself at the exact same amount that I bought it for, finance the exact same amount, that $515,000, our payment would be in probably in the high 4,000, somewhere, somewhere pushing probably close to 5,000. And for the lenders out there, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that's pretty accurate based on where rates are right now. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, sucks, you know? If, if I was looking to move, I probably would have to do something like downsize, buy a place way smaller or try to figure something out so that I can get, you know, so that I can get my, my payment down to a manageable, manageable level. Now, the good thing is the market boomed since we bought our house, right? So I have a decent amount of equity in our house. So if we were to sell, I would have a big chunk of change that I'd be able to throw at the next purchase, which of course is going to bring things, you know, bring my cost down, right? Bring my mortgage or my, my mortgage down quite a bit, right? If we have a couple hundred thousand dollars to throw at something, but still, a lot of people aren't looking to do that. You know, a lot of people that are that want to sell or either, you know, want to sell their place to upgrade to a bigger, better house or something, um, maybe a better area or a different location or whatever the case may be. Or they're, you know, people that are looking to downsize. Like a lot of times you see people that are looking to downsize that are, you know, empty nesters, you know, it's husband and wife done raising their kids kids are out lighting their own fires in the world and now they're you know they're like hey we don't need all this house let's get something smaller well they're kind of in the same boat as the rest of us too and that if they were to sell their place and buy something else now they have a smaller house at a higher price with a way higher interest rate and it just doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of people you know what i mean so that's that's kind of the situation that we're in right now um we've been dealing with we've been dealing with this high high inflated market for i want to say pretty much this whole year right? right i think i think uh and i think may of last year may of 2022 was when the market kind of shifted and we started seeing uh, a gradual decline in prices uh, because that was about when rates started i, I think they were up in like the six percent range somewhere like that um, but we started seeing from may until december you know, we started seeing uh, prices start to go down, which is what we would expect with higher interest rates. You know, prices, it's a market correction. Prices correct, they start going down. That's what happens normally. Now, like I said, because a lot of people are stuck with, you know, these low interest market or these low interest uh, loans that they have, 
come January, we started seeing the market shift again. Now we're starting to see an upswing in, in sales prices again. And I think that the the big idea with why rates are going up is it's, it's an attempt to curve inflation or something like that. Obviously, it's not working because of the fact that we're still in a really low interest or in a low interest. Uh, Low inventory. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. I, I swear I speak English sometimes. <laughs> We're still in a low inventory market because of what we already talked about, right? Because of what I said. So so where something has to break, right? Something has to change. Either rates need to go back down, which will bring more inventory to the market, which will bring more buyers to the market, which will make it so that people, you know, people can afford to buy their house now and buy or to sell their house and buy something new. People that want to buy that are just priced all the way the fuck out are now able to buy again. So that's the option one. Option two is a major price correction, right? We start If we start seeing housing prices go down, that will also solve that problem. It, because of the fact that a lot more, you know, prices start going down, that means that people that own their houses that can't sell right now, even though rates are higher, <coughs> prices are lower, bless you. Even though rates are higher, prices are lower, so that kind of correlates to them having more, you know, a little bit more leeway when it comes to their uh, to their payments, right? So that's a, that's solve number two. Solve number three is people just start selling their shit, which I don't think is probably going to be something that we see. You know, a lot of uh, when the market crashed in 08, 09, um, we started seeing a big spike in inventory back then because a lot of people are losing their houses because of predatory lending. That's not the situation we're in right now. So if we see, I mean, for a lot of, I've heard a lot of people, you know, fire and brimstone speakers that are saying like, Hey, the market's going to crash. The market's going to crash. Well, I've been in real estate for almost eight years now. And those same people have been saying that this whole time. And we've gone through several different markets. You know what I mean? Right. So is it going to crash? I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does. I don't think it will. I think that we're going to see a, I hope that we see a correction in prices where we start seeing prices actually start going down. Um, I think that's the only solve to this problem because I don't know that, you know, rates are going to go down anytime soon. And that's, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? There's a million different experts out there that have a million different opinions. And there's a lot of people that know a lot more than me about all that stuff that, some of them are fire and brimstone. You know, rates are going to skyrocket. We're going to see 16% next year. That, that might be an exaggeration, but whatever. Um, and then there's other people that are like, yeah, we're going to start seeing rates are going to start dropping. and We'll be back to the races, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nobody's got a crystal ball. You know, right. this is a this is a weird time in, in the real estate market. Um, it's not something that we've seen in a really long time. We haven't seen rates this high in like 20 years. You know, prices this high, I don't think ever. You know what I mean? So... And with with inventory as low as it is, it's kind of the same. It has been a really long time since we've had so little houses on the market, you know. So that's kind of the situation we're in right now. Okay. So I wanted to touch on that a little bit, too. I mean, because even though you weren't all grim and and brimstone and and all that, um, I think, you know, you you talked about um, typically when the interest rates are high, the prices go low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But the one, so there's always an inverse to any kind of action, reaction in the, in the market, right? Sure. So I want to talk about um, what what I've seen is even though the interest rates or the interest rates are high, right? Mm-hmm. So what is going low? What is going low is buyers, buyer pool, and, and competition. 
-hmm. So that can be good. Totally. You know, so I know when when their interest rates were in the twos and the threes, every house had 40, 50 offers on it. Yep. You know, and, oh, yeah. and lines are on the box. So you don't see 2021 was a friggin' shit show market, that's for sure. You don't see that. I mean, yeah. And now, I mean, we had clients and we had to prep our clients, right? We had to say, hey, you're going to have to write 30, 40 offers before you get one accepted. Yep. You know? And basically give away your firstborn child and <laughs> right. sign your life over to get a house. Yeah. And and pay pay up to like 10% more. Mm-hmm. And in San Diego, that can be 100 grand yep. more. Absolutely. So now you're not paying the 100 grand more. You have less competition and you can you can get in. You can get in, of course, at a higher rate, but you can get in. And then that rate's locked mm-hmm. until you can you know, refinance. Absolutely. So there's always a silver lining, right? Totally. There's always a way. There's always a way to make it work. And that's, that's a good point that you bring up. Cause there, I mean, we do have people that are looking to buy right now, right? There's, there's always people, there's always going to be a need. There's always going to be somebody that needs to sell their house. There's always going to be a need, somebody that needs to buy a house regardless of market conditions. So there's, even though, even though prices are higher right now, because you know, the market, everything we just talked about, just like you said, competition's low. There's not a lot of people looking to buy right now because yeah. everybody's just believing the fire and brimstone like, oh, my God, I, uh, the market's terrible. We can't blah, blah, blah. Well, the people that are looking to buy right now are the ones that are winning, right? And yeah. there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that, you know, people in the, in the private sector have tried to do to make it so that properties are live or that, you know, buying a house is actually a feasible thing. Like... One thing that a lot of lenders are offering is, you know, interest rate buy downs, like short term interest rate buy downs, two one buy downs, that kind of thing. Right. With basically what that means is um, if, you know, if you end up buying, you want to buy a house. Right. Interest rates are too high for you. um, You get a two one buy down type loan. And basically your for your first year that you own that place, your interest rates two percent lower right then then what your actual rate will be right for the second full year it's one percent lower and then from year three on it's whatever the interest rate is that you got locked in at right the the cool thing is that it saves you several hundred dollars a month for you know for the first couple of years right um which is great because it makes it so that you know buying a house short term is affordable is more affordable for people um, the reason that they're doing this is that they're betting that in the next two years that rates will start relaxing and then people can refinance their houses into a lower rate once that actually comes, right? So that's kind of the hope. That's kind of the bet with doing these interest rate buy-downs. Um, with that, the buyer cannot, with, with v, like VA buyers specifically, they, because that's our market, that's our, that's our whole world, right? With yeah. v, people that are buying houses with the VA loans, active duty, veterans, all that kind of stuff, you can't pay for the 2-1 buy-down yourself, right? That has to be on somebody else. So typically what we're seeing a lot of lately is the sellers are actually offering to pay 2-1 two, two buy-downs. We just did, uh, we just closed escrow on a property that was um, for, you know, for a client of ours, we were representing the buyer. And we were able to get the, we were able to get the, I think the price was about what, maybe $10,000 above the listing price. But we also got, I think $19,000 in their closing costs and the rate buy down paid for them. You know what I mean? Right. So even though they're, 
you know, even though the, in two years they're going to be at whatever interest rate they were locked in at, that's still two years down the line, right? Number one, they're going to be, you know, most of the time people make more money over time, right? So hopefully that will ease that burden a little bit. But number two, you know, let's say in a year or two years when rates kind of finally start relaxing, you know, you just refinance your loan at a lower rate and then your payments either, you know, locked in somewhere close to where you're at already or hopefully even gone down based, you know, based on what your what your 30 year interest rate actually is without that two one buy down. So there's all kinds of different ways to make it happen. Um, you know, just like you had mentioned back in 2020, 2021, where there was, you know, 200 buyers for one seller or whatever the ratio was, it was something crazy. Um, we're not seeing that as much anymore. You know, we'll right. see, you know, where houses, we'll see a, a property go on the market now. You know, back then it was, you put the house on the market and as soon as you're active as a, as an agent, our phones are just ringing off the hook. You get freaking 200 showings over a weekend. You get 20, 30 offers, boom, boom, boom. You know, everything's super fast. You basically hit the active button and then get out the way because you're going to have offers come flying in. Yeah. And um, if a house was listed at 700, you're, you're going to sell it for 770. Mm-hmm. Now, if you see a house for 700, it's, it's not, um, well, it's common, it's common to have it sell for 700 right so instead of 10 percent. so too exactly so too a lot of a lot of what we're seeing is you know properties are sitting on the market a little bit longer than they were before you know what i mean see two three weeks versus like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean two so, three days yeah so we're seeing we're seeing property sitting on the market a little bit longer um what that does for people that are looking to buy is that gives them a little bit more time so that it's not just a mad rush to try to buy to try to get into something before somebody else swoops on it right and it also gives you the ability to negotiate a little bit more right if you're the if you write an offer on a house and you're the only show in town you're you're negotiating directly with the seller right you're not negotiating you're not you're not competing with a whole bunch of other buyers like what we've seen in the last market that we were in nowadays it's you know, hey, we, we're going to compete or we're going to negotiate with the seller to make a deal that makes everybody happy, right? Makes the buyer happy, makes the seller happy, whatever. Um, but that gives us a little bit more leverage on the buyer side. It gives us a little bit more leverage to help people, you know, get a little bit of a better deal or a little bit of a more fair deal where you could arguably say a couple years ago that that just wasn't the case. It's buyers or people were selling houses and it was no contingencies, freaking 10 day, 10 day close of escrow, six month rent back for free, you know, zero contingencies allowed, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, that, that's okay. If, if you can shorten contingency periods down a little bit, that'd be great. But if not, that's okay too. You know, just please bring me an offer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Before I remember you could not, you could not get a hold of a realtor. I mean, because oh my I get God. it now because their phones are ringing off the hook. They're getting text messages. They're getting emails. You could not. So you almost had to uh, throw in a blind offer. Yeah. I mean, granted, you saw, you saw, you went and showed the home and all that. Well, too, but, even just trying to schedule appointments to go show houses was yeah. difficult because exactly that. I mean, it's, I mean, agents should be answering their phones. That's kind of their responsibility for their sellers, right? To answer the phone, to try to get their house sold. But at the same time, if your phone, you know, there was, there was a couple of points during that last market where we had, you know, several properties, um, several listings for sale. And man, I couldn't, I could not get my phone off of my ear the whole time. Phones 
just ringing off the hook. Hey, my client's really interested in your property. Okay, which one? One, two, three, whatever street. Okay, cool. What questions can I answer you? I can't believe you answered your phone. You know what I mean? That people were just blown away that we were actually talking to folks and stuff. And yeah, nowadays it's it's the exact opposite where, you know, a listing agent will be like, "Hi, are you trying to buy? Our, are you trying to buy this property? Please buy it. Please buy it. Please buy it. You know what I mean? What can I do? I'll give you anything." <laughs> yeah. So I um, I wrote and submitted an offer yesterday, hmm. and um, the listing agent texted me today, "Hey, do you have time for a to- for a call?" Yes. <laughs> Indeed, absolutely. I do. You're calling me. My, okay. My that's... how the turntables. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> That's cool. That's a, that's a change. I'm I'm with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it feels good. It's a, it's it's a little it's a little bit more of a, a normalcy with communications with agents now, which is good. Because I know I had heard that there were some realtors that just straight up stopped working with buyers during that market too. Like somebody would call them and say, "There was a couple of clients that we had, a couple of buyers that we had that we helped uh, in the homes during that time that were like, dude, you're like the fourth agent that we called, and every single one but you were like." We're not working with buyers right now. You know what I mean? And that just, that blows my mind. Wow. I don't get that. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit of uh, the current market conditions. Do you have anything else you want to touch on that? Uh, I, I don't know, man. What do you want to talk okay. about? <laughs> I, I was going to talk about, um, you know, renting versus buying a little bit. <clears throat> One thing that, that, you know, came to mind, um, you know, we're talking about interest rates and comparing and there's a lot of articles out there right now, uh, at least for this market in San Diego, mm-hmm. that say it's right now it's cheaper to rent than it is to own. But is it? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like many things. It's situation dependent, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also how far how far out you look. I mean, if you if you do the math, like in San Diego, for instance, a two bedroom in, in San Diego is like three grand right now. Mm-hmm. And in San Diego, they can raise the rent every year ten percent. Yep. So that three grand for the two bed two bath in San Diego right next. now is three grand. Next year, it's thirty three, thirty six. Yeah. Three years down the line, it's four grand. Yep. So can you get a two bedroom house with your monthly uh, mortgage payment under four grand? Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, house, and, house maybe condo, absolutely. Right. You know, there's there, absolutely. There's plenty of options, and that's you know that's another thing too. Like I think a lot of, a lot of people nowadays are like just shooting straight for the moon immediately. Like I want to buy my first house. I want it to be a five bedroom McMansion on freaking acres right now, and I want to spend three hundred grand. You're like ah, we all want that. Wrong state. <laughs> you know we that's not that. that's not really California, but, you know. What I think the, a good message to send is to, you know, let people know, like, hey, get into the real estate game. Get into the market, right? Go. Buy what you can afford right now and deal with what you can swing for now, right? Because when you buy a house, it's not just a home. It's also an investment for your future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Renting, you're paying somebody else's investment, which, I mean, I get it. In the short term, it's it's cheaper, you know, if you're saying, like, you know, for six months or a year, say a lot of our clients are you know are military folks and people pcs very often you know and if somebody hits us up and says hey i'm going to be in san diego for a year i want to buy a house and then sell it when i'm out well okay i understand that we need to have a conversation about that because buy a house right now and wait a year if the market does correct you might be upside down on that place you know what i mean versus if you want to buy it and hold it you know buy it 
live in it while you're here, PCS or EAS or move whatever you're going to do and then use it as a rental property. Okay, cool. Let's make sure that we can, you know, let's make sure that we can make your money, you know, make however much your mortgage payment is in rent and then, yeah, let's do it. But also if somebody's like, no, man, I'm just here for a year and then I'm out of here and I don't want anything to do with that. Well, then for people like that, it's probably a better option to rent, you know, because your short term, you know, if you're only going to be here for a year, you can't really have your your uh, payments raised on you, you know, after one single one whole single year. And then you don't have to deal with, you know, going through the rigmarole of buying, going through the rigmarole of selling. Hopefully you make your money back, maybe you know what I mean? So I don't know. I know there's a lot of people that are in the military that retire as millionaires because they PCS to a duty station, buy a property, live there. PCS to their next duty station, buy another property, live there. And, and, you know, rinse and repeat as they go through their six or seven PCSs or whatever. And each property they have either becomes a rental or becomes you know, they sell it and now they have, you know, they take their equity and they move it into their next next property, their next investment, right? And just that's, that is the way that people get rich while they're in the military because you know sure as shit the pain going to get you there, you know what I mean? Right. So. And uh, it's not just while they're in the military, but after you get out as well. Oh, totally. And of course you can't always go by, um, by averages, mm-hmm. but typically the magic number seems to be three. If you're going to be here for more than three years, you're going to be good. You're going to be fine. You're going to make your money back. Maybe. Depending on what the market does, it's a lot dependent on that, of course. Right. But, I mean, for me personally, I know I'm I'm looking for, I'm looking to buy an investment property right now, you know, and I know people are going to be like, oh my God, you're crazy. Well, yeah, you're not wrong, <laughs> but also. You got to be crazy to be in this industry. Well, you got to, <laughs> I mean, you think like a lot, how many people have just became super wealthy or been able to retire early or whatever because of the fact that they just own property right so i get something you know i've got a i've got a decent amount of equity in my house you know now because of bought several years ago i'm going to take some of that money that's available to me just because i bought a house i'm going to take some of the cash that i have in equity in that place out and i'm going to use that as a down payment for uh, an investment property right be that whether it's in california or not we'll see probably not probably gonna buy somewhere else but you know buy a place buy another place have a renter in there as long as you're you know as long as your rents are are more or as long as you can take in more rent than what your payments are but to me i mean i'm not a freaking super savvy investor or anything like that i know people talk about cap rates and this and that blah 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 i'm at the point where i just want to get into the investment market you know what i mean so now, because I've because I own my home, because I've owned it for several years, I have money that's just sitting, that's just sitting there on my property, and that's where a lot of our, you know, our clients that we've worked with in the past several years, are in the same boat where they bought their place, just just for living there. They've paid their mortgage down, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. They've gained equity, hundreds of thousands of dollars that they have now, you know, this this giant pile of cash that's that they can tap into and just go buy the next place and that's what i'm working on right now so even though rates are up even though prices are up even though this even though that blah 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 whatever it's all details there's always money in real estate yeah you know what i mean absolutely just got to make sure the numbers make sense to you and freaking get her done very true um i read an article that that discussed best time to buy a house (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, I know your thoughts on it. I know your thoughts. Well, I mean, of course we're going to hear them. Yeah. But, um, Let's hear what the article had to say. The article actually had to say the best time is in the fall. Typically, it's like first week of October, but in the fall is when the articles were, were saying it's the best time. Okay. And currently, I, I would say, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but um, yeah, the article said first week of fall is the best time. You know, typically the, the interest rates are a little bit lower. Of course, that's not the case right now. Um, there is less competition in the fall and, and we're definitely seeing that now. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's see what your thoughts are on, uh, best time to buy a house. So we've, I mean, we watch market stats a lot. That's something that we do weekly, at least once a week, go look up stats, see what, you know, the market's currently doing, look for trends, look for what it's done in the past, all that kind of stuff. And what we see is most years between October and about February that you'll see a little dip in prices with the market, right? And I think that the big the big thought process there is because nobody wants to fucking move during the holidays, right? Nobody wants to spend Christmas packing or unpacking or spend freaking Thanksgiving, you know, have their family over and their whole house is a giant pile of boxes, you know? Um, and I understand that. I mean, that's, that's usually why there's, you know, a smaller buyer pool in a normal market. That's usually why there's less listings available in a, you know, in a normal market. Um, as for the first week of October, I don't understand that. And I don't agree with it. I think that that's when we start to see a seasonal dip in prices, but that's not at the bottom. You know what I mean? Right. The bottom's usually like December, January. And then we start seeing things pop back up January, February, by April, May, you're like off to the races again, you know? So, um, but I mean, I've said this a thousand times before I'll say it a thousand times again, the best time to buy is when you're ready to buy, you know, people that I knew that was going to be your answer. Yeah. People that try to, and freaking, yeah, a hundred percent, dude, people that try to time the market out always end up losing. You yeah. can't time the market. You figure out when it works for you, when it's time for you to make that move and pull the damn trigger. You know what I mean? It's, I know I've talked to so many people. Even I, I first got my license in 2016. So what's that? Seven years ago. Um, and people that I was talking to back then, they're like, yeah, I'd love to buy a house, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the market uh, drops. Cause you know, we got a crash coming back in 2016 here, like 2016 to 2022 where prices fucking doubled. We're like, where's that crash you were waiting for, bud? You know what I mean? But it's, it's a thing, man. Like, the longer people wait, the recent history, the longer that people have waited, the more priced out they've become. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even though you're, you know, you're trying to wait to, oh, I'm going to wait till the right time. I'm going to wait till interest rates are right. I'm going to wait till prices drop. I'm going to wait for this, wait for that, blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of those people that I was talking to back then about that, saying those things, still aren't homeowners, Right. Had they bought back in 2016 when you could buy a house in San Diego for $500,000 and then lived there until now when that same house is worth fucking $900,000. I mean, that's 400000 in equity that they would have. Right. That as they can, opposed to 300000 that they lost just paying someone else's. Yeah. Paying their landlord. Exactly. And that's I mean, that's a good point. How so much? That's that's a difference of 
That's a difference of seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. they would have gained four hundred, but instead they lost three hundred. The difference is seven hundred thousand dollars. I failed That's math. That's a lot. I failed math for Marines, so I'm going to say but, yes. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, they could have gained four hundred totally instead, instead of, losing. of losing their three. Sure. Yeah. No. I. I see. I. You're absolutely right, and that's a thing. Like people say, well, rent's cheaper, right? And buy a house and spend thirty-eight, or buy a condo, buy whatever, and spend thirty-eight hundred dollars a month in mortgage, or I can just rent a place for three thousand dollars a month. Okay, well, that three thousand dollars a month in a year is thirty-six thousand dollars. So you live there for three years. What's that? What's thirty-six times three? Ninety, hundred and eight thousand dollars, something like that. I could be off. I don't think I am. Maybe I am. <laughs> anyway, but you just spent in three years. You spent a hundred grand renting somebody else's house out, or even though you put, you know, if let's say your payments four thousand dollars a month. I'm not saying like, hey, everybody can just pull an extra thousand dollars out of their ass to pay for a house, but whatever reasonable number, thirty three hundred, thirty five hundred, right? Rather than you spending a hundred thousand dollars making somebody else rich. You spend $120,000, $130,000 putting money into your own pocket, into your own investment, yeah. rather than paying somebody else's, you know? So as just to full circle this for when is the best time to buy? Dude, buy when you're ready, you yeah, know? Yeah. If you can swing it right now and you want to buy a house, don't fucking wait. Forget about the naysayers. The naysayers going to naysay. That's what they do. You know, do your research, talk to a real estate agent, give us a call, man. Like it either. I mean, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody where they're like, I'm thinking about buying. Okay. Tell me your situation. And then they'll tell you what they got going on. And we go over options with them. You know, it's, it's not, we're not always going to try to talk to, to talk somebody into buying a house. Do I think it's a good investment? Absolutely. I proof positive that that's the case. You know, but, you know, certain situations don't fucking call for it. And that just is what it is. So if somebody's, depending on what your goals are, you know, we'll sit and talk to you. We'll sit and have that conversation with you about, you know, hey, here's where you're at right now. Here's where you want to be right now. What do we got to do to get you there? Is right, can we swing it right now and and you're stoked and we can get you into something that you're going to be happy with? Cool, let's do it. If not, hey, man. Let's freaking make a game plan to make it so that we can get you to that goal of homeownership. Right. You know what I mean? That's what. That's one of the reasons I, I like our team as well is we'll educate and, and we'll tell them all their options, but we're never pushing. Mm-hmm. If they're not ready, if they don't want to buy, we don't say, oh, you got to buy. You got to buy now. No. Yeah. It's what's right for them. Totally. Well, you know? and two, like, are we salespeople? Like, are we in, we're technically, yes, we're kind of in a sales market in a sales world, but I mean, this is, we're running a business. So sure we're in sales, but we're also in every other part of running a business, every other piece of running a business, you know, freaking accounting, you know, the sales world, of course, you know, marketing, advertising, every bit of running a business is what we're actually in because I mean, sales, sales is a part of it, of course. Yeah. But also we have a lot of, I think that we have a lot of, um, high expectations for ourselves and we hold ourselves to a little bit of a higher standard than most. I don't ever want to receive a call from one of my past clients and have them say, I should not have bought this house. Why did you talk me into that? Yeah. I do. I, that is my fucking nightmare. Right. 
what I do, the conversations that I do like getting from my clients are, I am so fucking stoked on my house. That's the conversations we usually have with our past clients because we don't, it's, it's exactly that. We're not pushing them into, you should buy this, you should buy this, you should buy this. It's freaking, you know, here's the pros, here's the cons, what do you want to do? Oh, I like this. Let's go for it. All right, cool. We'll make it happen. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Let's keep looking. Fucking send it. We're going to keep looking. You know what I mean? It's ultimately, and I think that a lot of realtors miss the mark on this. They're not, we're not just sales. We're not just in sales. We're in business, right? So, and if your business is highly, highly focused on just turning numbers over, uh, you're going to be busting your ass every day for the rest of your fucking life. I'd say the, the biggest part of business for us is relationship management Mm -hmm. because like they're not just clients they're military brothers and sisters and we do we develop a relationship I mean now we we go to games we go to other countries with (laughs) our with our clients yeah with our buds now we go drink and eat and where you at Francisco let's go to TJ you know (laughs) so um, yeah it's a relationship yeah you know yeah we know their kids their kids know us. Mm-hmm. We know their moms and their families. Yep. You know, it's it's pretty awesome. I'm 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 proud of it. Yeah, same man, same. And I, you know, I don't I don't think that every every real estate agent has that relationship with their clients. And I'm stoked that I do. I mean, it's not everybody that we're like best buds with, but I I would say for the most part, most of our clients. I mean, I think that's the cool part about working with military folks with, you know, veterans and stuff like that. That's us, dude. We are our clients. Like we, we both served, you know, we both did our time and stuff and, you know, having, having somebody with similar mentality, that similar idea, similar thought process and stuff. My favorite thing is I can drop fucking F bombs like every (laughs) other fucking second that nobody even bats an eye, but like you get a civilian client and you start doing that as if it's somebody that's not in like law enforcement or EMS or fire or something like that, you start dropping F bombs every other word in front of a non military, non veteran client and they're like, Oh, you potty mouth versus like, you know, meet or meet a new client, you're like, Hey man, nice to fucking meet you. They're like, Yeah, fucking nice to meet you too. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I love it. It's it's it don't have to sugarcoat anything around people, you know, and they I know for military folks, there's an expectation with anybody that they work with that, you know, that person's looking out for them, not looking out for their own fucking wallet, you know, and that's, that's something that not a lot of people have, not a lot of agents out there have, not a lot of agents out there see, it's turn numbers, turn numbers, turn numbers, get it sold, get it sold, sell, 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 well, okay, or, you know, help people with what they're trying to do, you know what I mean, I'm not going to call somebody and try to talk them into buying or selling a house, but if they fucking you know have some interest in buying or selling a house she's absolutely going to help them out with it you know what i mean yeah and it's funny too is like we can show up like you today show up in a kawasaki shirt and riding boots you know <laughs> all my indian <laughs> and, and and uh our clients are like oh cool you ride i ride too this is what i got yeah you know other agents are like are you the client or <laughs> I, I get that a lot that's so funny i had uh I showed up to this uh, property. I was doing a virtual showing for uh, some clients that were that were stationed out on the East Coast, um, and we're PCSing here to San Diego. And uh, I pulled up to this house, and it was in like a, a really nice ritzy area. You know, it was a little bit of a higher price point type, you know, um, situation. So it was really nice, really ritzy area. Really, I mean, big. 
bitchin' houses, real beautiful. Everything was immaculate, well-maintained, high-end stuff, right? And I come pulling up to this thing in my fucking... I think it was, at the time, I think I had my Ram. It was a 2018 Ram 2500 with a fucking Cummins diesel. The thing was loud as fuck. <laughs> Just a big old monster truck, right? Um, and it was a virtual showing. Well, a lot of times those, you know, those higher-end listings, a lot of times the seller wants the seller's agent to be there, right? And that was the case here. Um, so I pull up to this thing, and this agent was uh, an older lady, um, right? I mean, dressed to the fucking nines, dude. Like she was ready to go to the goddamn Marine Corps ball or something, you know. And I'm here in shorts and flip flops and a T-shirt that says "Tip the Spear Real Estate Team" on it. And uh, I come walking up and I, I knock on the door and she opens it and she's like, "Hi, can I help you?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm Brian. Here's my card. I have an appointment to show this property right now." She's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, you're you're a real estate agent?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, well, you don't look." And then she caught herself. She's like, you don't look, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't look like you. <laughs> Fuck, come to find out, I sell three times as many houses as she does. So fucking flop that dick on the table. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, you see that shit, dude. It cracks me up. People dressed to the nines because that's what, driving freaking white Mercedes Benzes and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Teach their own, but I don't know. I like my truck. I, I drive a 2500 Chevy now and, uh, it tows my toy hauler up and down the mountain, so that's what I drive, <laughs> you know? Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, we'll probably wrap this up unless you have any more to uh, to add. Any other thoughts? I mean, look, y'all know how to get a hold of us. All of our information's pasted pretty much everywhere. All our social medias, you know, all our podcast links, everywhere you can listen to this podcast, anywhere you can find us, freaking Google us, man, and you know, I'm both of us. I mean, our whole team is this way where if, if you've got thoughts about, you know, about the real estate world, if you think about buying, if you're thinking about selling, if you're thinking about if you just genuinely interested and have questions about it, give us a call, you know, hit us up. That's what we're here for, man. We want to help. We want to help people out. We want to make sure people are educated and, you know, making the best, most well-informed decisions for themselves that they can rather than, you know, listening to the fucking peanut gallery, try to tell them what's what. So, you know, hit us up, man. That's what we're here for. You know, I call text, you know, for you guys out of, you know, out of the country. We're on WhatsApp too. So, you know, reach out, man. It, questions, comments, thoughts, even if you want to call and just bitch at us for something. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. Give me a call. Listen. Crack a beer and freaking listen to what you have to say. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Nice. So, yeah, once again, tipofthespearrealtors.com. Do you know our website? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tipofthespearrealtors.com. We're just fucking Google us like most people do, and that's how, I mean, we're fucking right there. You'll find us. There we go. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.